What is up, Salesy fam? I am back for a bonus episode to talk about our most hated new favorite app, Threads. Listen, I don't really care if you decide not to use Threads. I really don't care. And that is a personal decision. It doesn't make you quirky or fun or smarter than the rest of us. It's actually probably one of the worst moves you can make as a business owner to just completely dismiss an app when there's a lot of opportunity. So what are we going to talk about today? Why does this matter? And did I actually organize my thoughts well for you? First of all, the answer is yes, I organized my thoughts. For those of you who are watching the video, if we add the video to this, I have a legal pad with information. So if you see me reading it off, of course, because I got a lot of thoughts and I have a lot of things I want to tell you. Second of all, the most important part about this is talking about what you need to know, how you can utilize this as a strategy, and where would I draw the line of whether or not you need this app and what that looks like in your business. Before we dive in, though, I want to talk about something that is more high level than just a new app launching. Because if you have been in the online space for any amount of time, you have seen Clubhouse, you have seen TikTok, you have seen broadcast channels, new features given to us, and there is a lot of talk about new features, but there's not a lot of talk about feature adoption or app adoption and how something like this is actually an adoption cycle or an adoption curve. For those of you who did not experience ahead of the space last year, where I talked about trend forecasting that is coming back at the end of the year it, to be determined. If you are interested in that, go ahead and send me a message on Instagram to get on the wait list for that. We may go ahead and host it in the membership because the membership baddies are where it's at. But inside of Ahead of the Space, I talked about trend forecasting and adoption cycles. I want you for a moment to close your eyes and picture a standard bell curve. If you have never experienced a bell curve, go ahead and Google it. Uh, I wish I could include pictures, but there's no way to include a picture in a podcast. Inside this bell curve, it is broken up, or you can look up adoption curves. It is broken up to the different segments of people. We have innovators, early adopters, early majority, late majority and laggards. Let me tell you, if you are a business owner and you are a laggard, you are waiting, you adopt things last, there is going to be a large opportunity for you to be left behind. Now, a lot of people are like, what? And I'm like, yes, because when it comes to thought leadership, building a business, capitalizing on engagement, you want to be an early adopter or an innovator. Now, Threads has seen an incredible launch with 100 million people in the first five days. And who knows, by the time I'm recording this day seven, there could be 150 million people. I don't know. What I will tell you this is that we have moved out of early adoption. We are in early majority to late majority, and then eventually we'll get to laggards. The interesting thing about this, and I want to note, is that the app is directly attached to Instagram. So there is a low barrier to entry. And when we talk about low barriers to entry, what we're talking about is there's a lot of easy opportunity for you to get in, get started, import your stuff from Instagram. And we're going to talk about how importing actually helped followings and helped engagement. But before we get into all of that, I want to break down innovation, early adopters, and early majorities. Innovators typically are the first to the app, and innovators are also people who have either worked closely with the app or are just naturally going to gravitate towards that. Innovators are not the best at communicating it, and when it comes to innovation, a lot of times this is going to be the tech-heavy people, again, who either worked on the app, understand how apps work, or are part of the app launch. 
I would say that the innovators were day one of threads in probably the first four hours maximum. When it comes to moving from innovators to early adopters, the biggest thing that determines whether or not this is going to be a fad like Clubhouse, which I actually have a prediction at the end that you should listen to at the end, is the early adopters. Early adopters are people like me who see an app, see an opportunity, get on and start playing with it, fiddling with it, tweaking it, figuring out what works best. Early adopters have better communication skills than innovators, and that's how we spread this to the early majority and the late majority. Instagram set this up really well so that the early adopters could share on Instagram, creating FOMO, the fear of missing out, creating urgency to get on the app and then do it. When it comes to early adoption, though, this is why I was able to see almost a 900, 900 person growth in the first day, and I've continued to see my account continue to grow. Remember, my audience is smaller on Instagram. It's about 5,000 people. It has not seen massive growth. It has been a whole situation with that. And for a lot of you who are craving more growth from Instagram, threads might be an option for you. Now, the thing with anything is consistency. And there are so many of you who struggle to be consistent. I want you to start thinking about less of, I have a content creation problem when it comes to consistency and more, I have a content execution problem. Instagram has given us a really good opportunity to maintain a consistent presence on Instagram through scheduling, through the Meta Business Suite. That's right. You don't have to pay for something else. I'm not paying for something else. And you can schedule your posts, your stories, and a lot of other things. This batching method is actually really helpful and something I utilize in my own business to be able to stay ahead on content creation on Instagram while maintaining email marketing, now threads, and hoping to go viral on TikTok. I'll update y'all on the kind of journey with that. When it comes to your business and what you're doing, I want you to start getting in the habit of being an early adopter, hopping on apps, even if you don't know how to do it so that it can be beneficial for you. If this is something you are really interested, again, ahead of the space is a full program about adoption cycles and trends. That is coming later this year. We'll talk more about that as we get closer. But what is Threads? Should you use it? How to use it? Why does it matter? How is this going to help you grow your business? Threads, if you haven't experienced it, is a text-based app similar to Twitter. You can't make a full comparison because Elon's currently trying to, like, trying to sue Zuck over this. And, you know, I'm kind of right with Elon, where it does look very similar to Twitter, where the Meta team was smarter. And we can see this through, you have to remember that Meta has acquired not only Instagram, but WhatsApp. So they have had a lot of opportunity to figure out what consumer behavior is going to do well on an app. And they're infamous for ripping off trends. Where they did well in this launch is that your Threads account is attached directly to your Instagram. So there is an opportunity to import your profile picture, import your bio, import your links. You can also import the people that you're following and people can also do the same, which was key in the first couple of hours because then you are basically taking this audience that you've already built on Instagram, moving it to another app. Now, there was this great debate of whether or not I should import my following or import the people that I'm following or should I start fresh? It's really like there, there's nothing that's, you know, one's better than the other. It really depends. What I'm seeing with large creators, though, so people who have 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, that it's about a 10% conversion right now. And it gets a little bit higher as more people are getting on the app, but you're not seeing this 60,000 person following move to there. And some of the accounts that I see with massive Instagram followings are obviously growing faster as more people get on the app. 
but it's not the same size. Now I have personally seen a spike in my own Instagram account from people who are following from threads, but weren't following on Instagram. That I think is going to play in a lot of how you utilize this app, why it matters, and where do I see the continuation of this year. Meta has also announced that they don't plan on monetizing till the end of the year. I really, really hope that they don't plan on monetizing, period. While I understand that that is a big money grab for them, I think the monetization and the lack of ads and the lack of pay to play is a really good opportunity for Meta to reward creators with good content and witty content and be able to grow. As someone who used to work in ads and understanding a lot of the behavior of ads, pay to play definitely changes the algorithm and the engagement. Now, algorithm and engagement, algorithm still getting established as new people are coming on, as content's being created, and something to always remember with any sort of app is that 10% of the people, the active users, are typically the content creators. And in that 10%, 1%, so a tenth of a tenth, is your top creators. Top creators are determined through content cadence, relevancy to the consumer, and truly how they utilize the app to benefit themselves. Because if we remember at our core, the algorithm is designed to keep people on the app. Content creators who keep good people on the app and content creators who create good content are going to get more engagement because it does the thing. Now, with monetization being up in the air, that could be a larger conversation. I want you to think TikTok. There was not an opportunity to monetize on TikTok for a while, and then they did open that up, and it was very cheap for pay to play, which is monetization in ads. But again, that is going to change how it works. So something to consider with this is how are you going to use it in your marketing strategy, and why does it matter? Anything you do, I want you to start thinking about a 90 to 100 day runway or 120 days, or even going into like a year. I want you to consider how this platform is awareness because their goal is to get more people on the app to get that FOMO that we felt with Clubhouse and get people there. So what does it look like? One, outreach and awareness content. I would say that it is 50% trolling, 50% actual thought leadership inside of this. And for some of y'all, you're taking it a little bit too seriously. And I applaud that. I applaud you being that type of person. This is witty one-liners. Now, if you're shaking your head and being like, Megan, I'm not good at witty one-liners. That's fine. You don't have to be good. You just have to practice. With anything in life, you have to practice. And the biggest thing is, is using this as a large content creation. Now, I have started playing with a mixture of selling replying and creating to see what that looks like and to see how this could influence our numbers as we get more people on it. Do I expect people from their first contact point to come and buy from me? Absolutely. I'm just kidding. No, I expect the consumer to stalk me, get to know, and those types of things. When it comes to these Twitter-esque platforms, I want you to start thinking about also the power of being able to create content that's text-based, no graphics, really easy, jumping in and out, and replying to people. Because the other piece of this that a lot of people have talked about and kind of pointed fingers at Instagram, there's no direct messaging. So there are larger conversations being had and more people are having more conversations with each other. Why does it matter to get on these apps early and how is this going to benefit your business? One, increased visibility. I have been able to, from this app alone, from Threads, book at least three podcasts, and I have a couple up in the air, two guest opportunities, and continue to establish myself front of mind for my consumer and as a thought leader. Now, the funny thing is, is a lot of y'all are going to go to my profile and be like, Megan, your pictures of you as a potato still works. 
People are not taking themselves as serious, but there is a lot of opportunity to connect. This is also how we saw journalism and PR play out on Twitter a couple of years ago before Elon came in and ruined the app. This is a way to have a low barrier entry to podcast hosts, other thought leaders, and to be able to establish yourself through consistent content creation, through understanding how the app works and making those connections. This is something that a lot of people are going to struggle with because they're going to overthink it. I want you to stop thinking what is best and I want you to start thinking how can I produce more. This visibility is going to carry over into your Instagram because in the top right corner of the Threads apps, there's an opportunity to go straight to Instagram. Why does it matter is increased visibility is going to help you build an audience. I have crushed the small audience high ticket sales game. But I have big plans in my future. There are big things that I need to do. And having a larger audience is always going to help you build a business. You should always, one, be increasing your income, and two, increasing your reach through visibility, thought leadership, and building an audience online. This is what we saw with YouTube creators coming to Instagram, amassing these large followings on Instagram, being able to go to TikTok, amassing a large following, being able to go to something like Threads. Having this bot in community and building your community gives you more opportunity. So don't be shy with it. Now, one of the biggest questions is, should I sell on the app? I'm a sales expert. I'm going to tell you to sell all the fucking time, y'all. I'm going to tell you to sell. And so for a lot of you, you're like, well, I don't know how to do this. This is going to be a mixture of soft selling and showcasing your expertise and your thought opinions. This is also going to be hard selling and just saying, hey, if you struggle with this, I have this. When it comes to conversion, I want you to understand the average consumer needs to see something 42 times before they buy. They need to spend seven hours with you and probably... It's going to just take some time, but with what you're doing and how you're building it, you can build a body of work that then gets them to go to Instagram. Then they consume more of your content. They slide in your DMs. They say, yes, we've seen this funnel with TikTok as well. I also think being able to free ourselves from video-based or image-based marketing is going to create a lot of freedom to then explore those opportunities again without the rigid structures that they had been before. As humans, it's natural to compare ourselves and to look around and be like, this person does it really well and this person doesn't. And I'm this person who's not doing it well. I'm going to compare myself more. A text-based app removes a lot of the body checking and body privilege that I've seen literally all over Instagram since day one. So if you are someone who you maybe have a harder time showing up because of how you feel about yourself, this could be a good opportunity for you to do it. You know, people have amassed large followings from Twitter, been able to monetize it, build an Instagram and continue to build their personal brand. When it comes to translating to Instagram, I've already kind of breadcrumbed this, but this is going to be huge because again, you can click that top right button on Instagram, go to Instagram and follow. You still have to maintain a presence on Instagram. And what I would actually recommend beyond consistent content creation, selling on your stories, going live and getting to know your community. This is going to be a really good opportunity for those of you who don't spend time with your community and you want to because you are going to have more people in. I counted it this morning and I had 18 new followers in 24 hours exactly from threads. Exactly from threads. They are all people who are following me on threads. They were not people before. The thing I want you to ask yourself though and to consider is... If I'm not posting on Instagram, why? Why am I not? How can I simplify this process? Because multi-channel marketing is not going away. It's actually only going to get more prevalent. And 
while maintaining a lot of channels can be a really big time suck, I want you to simplify it. Is there an opportunity you can sit down, you know, one week out of the month, make 30 posts, put them in Meta Business Suite? The downside of Meta Business Suite, which I will openly say, is that you can't schedule beyond the first 30 days. And so I might explore that out as we continue to tweak our marketing. But for most people, you only need to be creating 30 days of content at a time. You don't need to be creating, you know, 90 or 120. I find that if you create, you know, 90 days worth of content at a time, by the time you hit that 30 day mark, you're changing it anyways, because the space is always changing and there's other things. So that's something to also consider with this you know, there's a lot of opportunity to use like scheduling on the platform. TikTok has an opportunity to schedule right now through the desktop app. You're able to schedule through Meta Business Suite, like we talked about. Threads doesn't currently have one, and I think they did that intentionally. Now, I know everybody is waiting for this question. Is this going to be a fad like Clubhouse? My first answer with the research that I've done is no. I don't think it's going to be a fad like Clubhouse. And Clubhouse is still alive and well for a lot of people. I think there was a lot of missed opportunity when it came to Clubhouse, and that specific missed opportunity was recording and the bingeability. I really believe that the consumer is so over 24-hour timelines for content and having an opportunity to binge at the, their own time and have some autonomy of how they're consuming content, who they're consuming from, and being able to something like a podcast, come in, binge, get out type situation is a lot more powerful than the live presence that was Clubhouse. Was the launching of Clubhouse perfect? I actually believe that they executed a really good launch. The invite-only system just showed the power of spread and the fact that like you can hustle the shit out of some invites. Even though it was you know phone number based, we were sending them out anyways. We were grabbing people's phone numbers and doing it. That really reminds me kind of of the pay it forward concept, you know, where he gets the whiteboard out and he's like, if one person helps three people and then those three people help, it is typically talked about as the six degrees of separation about how as humans, we're only six degrees from somebody. Another theory, if you want to kind of explore more of that diffusion is the six degrees of Kevin Bacon. It's how every celebrity is somehow connected to Kevin Bacon. Clubhouse missed its opportunity, though, by not having recording and being able to consume that. And as a consumer, there was a lot of opportunity to hook up mics and go that way. But we didn't really think about it that way because the point was to be live and to be present. I think Clubhouse steerheaded a lot of the audio-based marketing that we're seeing. And in 2024, 2025, and 2026, I think audio marketing is only going to get bigger. There's a reason why everybody's starting podcasts and everybody's trying to maintain a podcast presence and those types of things because audio marketing puts the power back in the hands of the consumer. The consumer wants autonomy. They want to choose what they consume, when they consume it, and how they consume it. And for so many of us, there is this power struggle of, I want FOMO, I want urgency, I want you to take action. But it's a larger conversation of infernal motivation to take action and autonomy that the consumer craves after basically having their autonomy stripped from them and their amygdala hijacked. That is a larger conversation, which if that is something you are interested, me kind of talking about Clubhouse, TikTok and launches and kind of dissecting it, that is something that I would be open to and you can send me a message on Instagram. If you're somebody who is still not convinced, I can never convince you, but I will tell you this, just fucking do it. I don't care about your personal feelings. It doesn't make you quirky or fun to be last to an app. What it does make you is intolerant. It makes you act like you don't have any place to learn. And the nice thing about these apps are it's amateur hour for all of us. And we're all learning and growing together. So 
If you are on there, go ahead and follow me, go through Instagram. It's always linked in the show notes. And if you want to say hi, either on Instagram or threads, I will see you at the next episode. Have a great day. Bye.